We've been talking a lot this morning about children and about youth because we had the homecoming conference. So I feel the Lord is telling parents that, uh, I mean, the enemy doesn't regard the age when he launched his attacks on us. He bombarded the media, he bombarded YouTube, the music with his filthy message. And he never thinks they are too young to, uh, to hear what he has to say, his filthiness. So we as Christians, we, we should have the same position. Our children are never too young to, receive, to hear and listen the word of God. Since they are old, don't think they are too young to listen and to understand. Put, me, put worship at home. Listen to message. You may not know this. The, with the Holy Spirit is working in their hearts that you may not even know. You, you may notice them playing, not paying attention, but you don't know. The Holy Spirit is working in them. So don't think they are too young to listen to the Lord. Don't think they are too young to listen to the word of God of worship. Just fill your house with the presence of the Lord. Amen? Okay, that, that's not my message. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> today I'm talking, uh, I want to share with you about the maturity in the faith. I'm putting off your old self. Um, we are all parents, most of all grandparents here. So we want the best for our children. We want our children to uh, uh, grow, to become uh, good human beings, uh, element important for society. You want to be, uh, you give the best for them, you nurture them, you love them, you give them food, you give them shelter, you provide for them. Um, because at the end, at the end of the day, your dreams for them is for them to succeed in life, to be the best version of themselves out there. And this is also the, the father's desire. The father's desire is for you to grow and mature. Yeah? They, he doesn't want you to be always a baby. Babies are adorable. Yeah? Um, praise the Lord soon. <laughs> I will get one. <laughs> and they are lovely. They are lovely, but you need to take great care of them. And mostly you need to feed them uh, with, with healthy, quality food. Especially if they are babies, you need to give them milk. Isn't it? So this is the, the desire for the father is also for us to grow and mature. So let's read in 2 Peter 3.18. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the desire of of the Father, for you to grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus. This is what is in the center of the Father's heart, for you to grow and mature in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But as I say before, uh, we need to start giving them milk, our babies. When babies are babies, you need to start give, uh, giving them milk, uh, the mother's milk. But our babies, after a while, they may need more than milk. They may, they may, solid, they may need solid food, all the nutrients for them to develop. If you keep giving them milk, eventually they will become ill. If you just stick to milk and nothing else, and the time passes by, years pass by, and you stick to milk, probably they will die. If you don't give, the, you don't supplement, the, you need to stop the meal and start giving them other food, quality food, good food. You know this. It's the same with us. Hebrews 5, 13 and 14 says, 
For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So basically, the uh, Hebrew says that those who have milk are unskilled. But we need to define this is where the confusion starts because. In Christianity, many people don't know what is milk and what is solid food. Or shall I give milk and solid food, a combination of both? And the Lord is clear here, milk is good for a while, but after a while you need to unwind your child and start giving them solid food. You cannot remain to milk all your life. So it's the same, but we need to define clearly what is milk and what is solid food when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to Christianity and Christian life. Some people say, okay, we need to teach, okay, grace, uh, we need to teach that people is saved by grace, praise the Lord, but grace is elementary, and now we need to progress to something more deep. We need to go into the Old Testament, we need to start to see the Ten Commandments, we need to study the prophets, because the people need to grow in the knowledge of our Lord, because it's not only the grace, but you need to know this, you need to know rules and regulations, and you need to behave, and you need to... Be, uh, do your best to become what God wants you to be. But I'm sorry to disappoint you. This is not what the gospel says. This is not what the Bible says. Observing behaviors and trying to perform do not give you growth and maturity. So when it comes to the gospel, when you read uh, Paul, uh, the Lord is speaking through Paul. You, if you want to perform, to become the best version of yourself, to please God, or to become a better person, that's falling into, into law. That's falling into, is, is, is sticking to milk. Let's read, because it says in Romans 3.20, by the law is the knowledge of sin. And for the law, I'm, I'm up for the law for the reasons God gave the law. By the law is the knowledge of sin. Notice it doesn't say, by the law is the knowledge of righteousness. God never intended the law for you to become righteous. The law was given for you to know what, uh, what sin is, to bring you to the end of yourself. That was the reason the law was given. The law was never intended for you to become righteous. Had it, had it been like this, God would never send his son. Because if you can perform, you can obey laws, and you can become the best of yourself by your own efforts, you don't need a savior, you don't need someone to help you, you don't need any Holy Spirit. The law came because we asked for it. Because but that is another story, another preacher for another time. It was us who demand God to give us a law because we presumed that we could fulfill God's law. Just God bless me because I'm performing. Don't bless me because you are good. Bless me because I can perform. And that's why the law came. But that was never in the, the, the Lord's intention. Oh, okay. So let's carry on. Galatians 3, 23, 25. But before faith came, we were kept under the guard by the law. Kept for the faith which is would afterward be revealed. Therefore, the law was our tutor bring, to bring us to Christ. That we might be justified by faith. But after faith has come, we are no longer under a tutor. 
Imagine, okay, imagine I, uh, let's say I have a little one, uh, uh, soon. And imagine I invite, uh, okay, I want to invite, I want to have a play date oh, oh, with my little one, with Elana. Elana. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with Elana. So I, I say to Elana's mom, I want you to come over because I want to have a play date with my child. So let's. Let's say they are not now right now, but in a couple of years' time, but they are they understand a bit better and they can speak. So as soon as Elana arrives to my place and my little one Kaden is also there, I will explain to them. I will tell them, okay, be careful. So if you are in the kitchen, please don't put your finger on the stove, you may get hurt. Be careful with the knife. No you don't know you are not going to open that drawer because you may get hurt. Be careful with the pots, they are they, they may be hot. They need that. They need to know the rules around, around my house because they don't know. They don't know better because they are, they are children. They, are children. They, they need to be told what to, what to do. So that makes sense. But now let's say I, I, I invite Carly to my home. Another day, not in a play day, but let's say I invite Carly for a dinner. One night, I say, Carly, hello, how are you? Please come in. Carly, please, don't touch my stove, you may get hurt. Please, with my, careful with my pots, they are hot. The knives are here, don't go near them. Please. So what do you think we, uh, Carly will feel? She will feel kind of offended. What is going on? I mean, I know this is stuff. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. When it comes... When it comes to when, the, when we were children, we were, when we didn't have the Holy Spirit with us, we had the law for, to show us what, is, what was right, what was wrong. We need to abide by the law. And the law was our teacher. We didn't have some, something of someone inside us telling us, this is the way you have to go. But it says here, but when the Holy Spirit, when the faith came, when salvation came to our Lord Jesus Christ and we received the Holy Spirit, we, are, we don't need any longer a tutor. The Holy Spirit will work through you. He will show you. He will write the laws in your hearts according to what the prophets say. So he will lead you to do the things that you will be led by the peace of the Holy Spirit and you will know what to do. He will give you the wisdom. He will give you the insight. He will speak to you to the scriptures to, to, to let you know what you have to do. So, you see, as long as we want to perform, we become ourselves under the law. And the Lord does, and we have passed that stage. We as Christians now, we are no longer under the law. We are no longer performing. We are now under the faith. But not only that, it's, it's, it's more than that. It's more than that. When you, when you put yourself under the law, you, it will inhe- you will not be able to in- inherit your inheritance. Let's say, how much, uh, again, let's come back to home. Let's come back to the example of, oh, my kid, oh, Carly's, uh, let's say Carly's, Carly's kids, they own everything. I mean, Carly's kids, they, they eventually they will inherit her house, her car, everything that Carly has is theirs. But as long as they are children, Carly cannot allow Preston to drive his car. He will kill. He will get kill himself. He cannot, even though it's his car, it's his inheritance, he cannot get it because he's a children. 
It's the same with us. As long as we insist to be under the law, we, will, we are stopping ourselves to inherit our inheritance, the inheritance that Christ got for us. As long as we insist uh, keeping on performing to become a better version of myself or trying to keep the law commandments, the Ten Commandments, uh, you will not be able to inherit everything that the Lord, uh, the Father has for us. Let's read this. Now Galatians 4, 1, 3. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed to the, by the father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent for his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive adoptions as sons. So it's clear here that as long as he's a child, he, says he doesn't differ at all from a, from a slave. So it's actually telling us that we, we cannot get the inheritance. We are in bondage under the elements of the world. So every time you submit to the law, every time you try to perform, to, uh, to get the God's blessings, you are submitting yourself under the elements of the world. So, it's clear here that. But some people may say, okay, it's good what you say, Vladimir, but you know what? I, I think I need to set my behavior, not for justification, because I know I'm being justified by the blood of Jesus, but for sanctification. I need... I've been justified, but now I need to be sanctified. And for sanctified, I need to observe what the Bible says I have to do, what I don't have to do. So some people may come up with this argument. But let's, let's all reply to these people. Are you foolish? Are you so foolish? Have you begun by the Spirit? Are you now being made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain, if indeed it was in vain? Did you, and he carried on saying, did you receive the Holy Spirit by the performing, by your keeping of the law, or it was by faith? It was through faith that you received Jesus Christ. Many of you have, when you met to the Lord, when you met the Lord, you received many miracles in your lives, and that wasn't because you were good, or it wasn't because you were perfect, it was by grace, by the power of the faith that you had in Him, that moves the Lord's hand and you got that and you got that miracle you got that breakthrough it was through faith and it's the same in the, in, the, in, the, in the Christian life everything is by grace by his faith by the empowerment of the Holy Spirit it's not by you doing it's he working to, through you not only that every time you put uh, yourself under the law you are putting yourself under the curse every time you know you are Christian but for some reason uh, you, you think that you need to perform or you feel that you need to do something to become better or you need to uh, uh, pray many, uh, so many hours and you need to read the Bible 24 hours and you need to do more and never is enough you need to do more more and more every time you have that mentality you put yourself under the curse because for as many as of the as are of the words of the law are under the curse for it is written curse is everyone curse is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them if you live by the law you need the, the law stands as a compulsive whole if you if you fail in one you fail the whole law 
So don't you, no, uh, don't say okay. I need this commandment, but apart from that, I don't need the law. Or it's just about the ceremonial law. When the, when Jesus abolished the law, it was about the ceremonial law. No, He came to confirm the law. He came to fulfill the law for you, so you can live free of that. Amen. So. How do we grow in righteousness and holiness? The answer is no legalism, but Christ. That's the answer. Ephesians 4, 20, 25. It says, but you have not learned, you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him. As the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your forming conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewing the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So if, if, I, learn, if I learn correctly, by learning Christ, automatically you will put off the, the old man and by learning Christ you will experience you will put on the new man and you will experience true righteousness and holiness it's a byproduct of learning Christ that you will experience all these things you don't need to work all you have to do is learn Christ focus on Christ focus on Jesus focus on your Savior and all this will happen the old man will put away without you even realizing you will put on the new man and you will experience true righteousness and holiness in your life it's like uh, so that's the way and it happens with uh, it happens over time so don't, don't, don't be anxious or don't be frustrated because you want to see breakthroughs in your life. Maybe you are not seeing it right now. You want to see certain behaviors and modifications changing in your life. And you may not see it right now, but just keep your eyes on Jesus. It will happen eventually. It's like Jonathan's child. Uh, Jonathan, where are you? Okay, you're right there. Okay. So let's say Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Child, let's say uh, Aaron. Aaron is a few years, uh, like, no, a few, two years old? No. One and a half years old. And it's expecting from him, okay, your daddy has a long bird. Where is your bird, child? Where is your bird? Come on, you need to grow a bird. You are my, you are my son, you have to have a bird. He will have a bear at some point, but not right now. There will be a point in his life that he cannot get rid of him, of that bear after all. Look at Jonathan. <laughs> He's trying his best, but he cannot get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, so don't expect this baby to have a bear right now. He, eventually, he will get it. It's the same with us. We were expecting to see breakthroughs in our lives, things change, and it will happen eventually. It's, is just give the Lord room and space for him to develop in your life and you will see the changes. Okay, how do I learn Christ? So I'm gonna give you some a few tips about how, okay, the answer is Christ. So why, what do I have to learn about Christ? First, you know that you are complete in Christ. Colossians 2.10 says that you are complete in Christ. He's not, he's your starting point. He's, he's not your finishing post because in Christianity sometimes they think that 
you, uh, they have made this completeness in Christ, your finishing post instead of your starting point. So you need to perform, you need to hope, you need to pray and increase your ta- uh, time of prayer and time of fasting and time of reading the Bible and you need to read more. And at some point in the future you will be complete in Christ. It's not like that. He says that you are already complete in Christ. The moment you start, the moment you receive the Lord in your life, the moment you say, Lord, you are my Savior, you are already complete in Christ. And you, and you start from that completeness. You are complete. You don't need to work for anything. He accomplished everything on the cross. When he said it's finished, it's finished. He did a perfect work. All you have to do is start from that position of completeness and start walking in life. And you will start to see the breakthroughs. So basically what I'm saying is your doing doesn't define what you are. It's what you are who define your walking, your doing. It's not what you do what defines who you are. You are complete in Christ. Knowing that, that will define and all the actions will fall into place. All the changes and things that you want to see changing in your life, it will fall into place. Because as he is, so are you in this world. Everything you see in Jesus today, as he is right now, so are you in this world. Is he's healthy and strong in heaven, so are you in this world. If he's happy in heaven, I'm pretty sure he's not lacking any food. He's not having any financial problems. He's not suffering from from depression. He's happy and joyful in heaven. As he is, so are you right now in this world. Seek always to see Jesus' face on the scriptures. Every time before you open the scriptures, say, Lord, show me Jesus. The, the Bible is full of pictures of Jesus. The Bible is Old Testament and New, New Testament. is everything about Jesus. So all you have to do is ask him for the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus for you in the scriptures. You can, say, you can see, for instance, on the life of Joseph, a picture of Jesus. Joseph, the son of Jacob, he was rejected by his brothers. Loved by his father, rejected by his brothers. Still he was... He, he was rejected, and then he became the bread of life for the Egyptians, which were Gentiles. Same as our Lord Jesus. He became, he was rejected by the nation of Israel, loved by the Father, but he was sent to the world, to the Gentiles. And for 2,000 years, we've been benefiting from, from Jesus. As, as, as Pharaoh as far Egypt benefited from Joseph of the abundance because of his visions, of everything that he did for, he did for Pharaoh. Egypt became rich because of Joseph. So now we became rich for 2,000 years because of the rejection of Israel. We have become rich because we, we are benefiting from our heavenly Joseph, which is Jesus. That's a beautiful picture of Jesus in the Old Testament. So every time you look on the Old Testament or any part of the Bible, don't look for ABCs or steps or one, two, threes or what should I have to do. Just look for Jesus. It's all that you need. Seek for a revelation of the love of the Father towards His Son. That's very important. If you want to know how much the Father's love you, you need to know how much the Father loved His Son. Because He was willing to give His only begotten Son to crucify Him on the cross for you and I. So if you want to know how much you are loved, you need to have a personal revelation of how much He loves you. Is, there is a beautiful picture of that in the Old Testament when, you, when you, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son Isaac. 
So we saw that Abraham, Abraham and his son Isaac went, Isaac went carrying the wood up the mountain to for the sacrifice. Similar picture again, the picture of Jesus going up, uh, going up the mountain with the cross, carrying his cross in the same cross where he's, he was going to die. Then Abraham has to lay his son Isaac on the, on the wood. And he was about to kill and plunge his knife into his son. And the Lord said, stop. Now I know that you love me. Because you haven't withhold your son, your only son. The son that you love. But what he was trying to tell us, the father was, one day, in a different mountain, he will give his only son. And he will kill it. Because Abraham didn't get to kill Isaac. Because... The father just wanted to illustrate that one day he will give his son. So now, as we can say, now father, now I know that you love me. Because you didn't withheld your son, your only son. The son that you love for me to enjoy your presence. It's a beautiful picture of the love of God. So the Bible is full of this. So discover always the love of God in the Bible. I'm about to finish, so don't be worried. <laughs> So always see Jesus as good, as God, as good, God and Savior. He is a good teacher, yes. He's a good example, yes. He's a, the rule of, uh, he has set an example for us. He's a rabbi, yes. He's a master, the best one. But above all, he's God and he's your Savior. He's your Messiah. He came to save you. His title is Savior. That's his profession, his profession, he saves. And that's his job. So always, you need saving all days, not just when you come to know Christ. You need wholeness, completeness, because that was Savior, the, the, the word Savior entails. You need, in Him you have completeness, in, in Him you have wholeness. Everything you may, you may imagine you need is on Jesus. So always look for Him as your Savior, as your first resource. Put your emphasis on what Jesus accomplished for you on the cross. Remember, he was stripped naked on that cross. I don't think he even, they have the courtesy to put up something to cover his parts. He was completely naked. So you and I today, we can wear his robe of righteousness. He was crowned with a, with a, with a crown of thorns. It was painful. It was spiteful. It was excruciating pain. So today we can crown, we can be wearing the, a crown of glory, a crown of righteousness, a crown of goodness and mercy and grace. So meditate on the cross because everything you need is on the cross. It was what he said, it's finished because it was really finished. So meditate in everything that Jesus accomplished on the cross. I'm still discovering more and more. And well, as a church, we need, that's our job to do. He came, he was the only baby that came to this world to die. That was his main goal in life. So there, this is the pinnacle of Jesus' work was on the cross. So we need to focus on our eyes on the cross. It's important for us to live a successful and a blessed life. Jesus is the answer for everything, as I say. So if, I, if Jesus is the answer for everything, do the most practical thing completely rest on him. Everything else will fall. Just rest on his finished work. As Martha did on that day, he was sitting at the Lord's, just looking and listening to him. It's all you need. The rest you don't, will follow.
whatever thing you need to see in your life will follow. God bless you guys. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I would like to thank you for the opportunity that you have given me to share with your word, Lord. I'm asking you, Lord, as we start this week, let the power of your Holy Spirit be in this congregation, Lord. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord shine your, his face on you and love you. May you be a success this week. Maybe you the head and not the tail. Maybe you on top and not at the bottom. May the Lord place you at the right place at the right time this week. May the Lord cover you under the shadow of his wings and enjoy his, and enjoy his presence. Let all the, day, all the days of this week, days of heaven on earth, for this congregation. In Jesus' name, amen.